everyone and welcome to another episode of Loud and Curious with Chris DeRosa. I am here uh, on the Upper East Side with one of the Real Housewives of New York City and her name is Dorinda, Dorinda Medley. Medley. <laughs> here let's cheers our wine. We got a nice glass of rosé. Thank you Chris cheers. for bringing that. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Mm. After a nice long day nothing's better than a crisp rosé. Right. So I want to. I talk. love the fact that you make sure you spent over twenty dollars on that. Rose. I know. I was like, I was like, I, I didn't want to do just like a. I didn't want to do a fifteen dollar one for you. I you wanted know to do. Your gal. I know. I wanted to do like a real one. I was like, I'm, and I never drink rosé, so I'm like, I don't want to drink like shitty rosé. I no. want to like at least because when a it's bit. good, it's great. When it's yeah. bad, it's awful. Yes. Um. So, I. Where should we begin? Where should we begin? Where do you want to begin? Huh. Well, I think you were. You wanted to know a little bit of history of how yeah. Dorinda. Sincala, Let's go. Lynch, Medley came about. So your maiden name is Dorinda Sincala from Great Barrington, Massachusetts, born of John and Diane Sincala. My father was a telephone man, and my mother worked for my grandfather Adorno Magadini's yes. construction. And uh, as everybody knows, my great grandfather and grandfather helped build my beautiful house, Bluestone Manor. You've heard that the on museum, the, show. the museum, it's- the estate, the manor. I can say that I've been there, um, and it is the first time we walked in. I remember literally just walking around and being like, "Holy fucking shit!" <laughs> like I remember just walking, and it just never ended. It's and I'm not just trying to no, and I'm not just trying to blow smoke up your ass. You know, I'm not like that. But I would walk in the, like you had your foyer, then you have your dining room, then you have your kitchen, then it rips back around to the to like the other living room, and then there's the place with the the, the room with the, the billiard, billiard room, in it. yeah, the library the room, the library. It's like. It was. It's a good old fashioned manor. You and feel like you're no, in England. No, it's a manor. It's a real manor. And it's got it's on 18 acres, so you're very secluded. The other morning, I woke up. This is a true story, and I saw running up the fields, hort these men on hort. The, uh, the, it's my neighbors. They come up and they're barebacked, and they're on that. Dorinda, Dorinda, yeah, <laughs> stopping by for breakfast, Dorinda. I thought. If you did, if I didn't videotape it and show people, they wouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't believe, believe it. You. Mona was like, "Is this real?" My friend Mona was <laughs> yeah, up yeah. there. So bizarre. It, I go back there, and I really feel like I've gone back in time. No, it's beautiful. Yeah, and it's, it's beautiful. peaceful, and you are secluded. Like, you're off of, like, a main road, but it's, like, you're up there on your little hill. Yes. You, like, you know, you can get the away. The queen in her castle. Yeah, the queen in her castle. You That's really are it. the queen in her castle. And it just goes on forever, and it's just, it's beautifully decorated. And I remember you just being, like, like, every room had some crazy thing that I'd never seen before in my entire life and been, like, where the fuck did she get this stuff? And it's, like. Oh, my God. But everything may not go, but it means something to me. Yeah. I just like an no, eclectic, the, colorful place. I'm the same way. I remember like when we first came in here, I remember like your candles with the, the, the candles that are the woman's head. Yes. I remember being like, oh my fucking God, where did you buy that? Like, yeah. what is this? This is amazing. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I grew, you li- grew up in the Berkshires. I grew up in the Berkshires, Great Barrington, Massachusetts. Like my house, my parents still live there, as everyone knows, and their house is about 
three miles from Bluestone Manor. Yeah. I see them every weekend still. In fact, when I go up there, uh, usually my father comes up on Friday nights and stays with me because I'm too afraid to stay by myself. It's a big house. And the rambling. Yeah, it's a big house. I'm fine until the lights go down. Then I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I'm and alone. You're like on like all this property, so it's like scary as <laughs> like shit. Someone could kill me. Yeah. Um, so that makes it nice. Yeah, I grew up there. In fact, Great Barrington, the Berkshires are, we have a lot of history there. My great-grandfather was, there was we have a church there called St. Peter's, and my great-grandmother was baptized there. My grandmother was baptized there. My mother was baptized there. I was baptized there, and Hannah was baptized That's there. That's amazing. And married, except for Hannah. Yeah. So we're very deep-rooted in the Berkshires. Um, yeah, and I love it. My dad, I grew up there. I you know, worked as a waitress. My mother decided at a certain point that she wanted to... So to take the country life out of me, and she made me go to prep school, which I did kicking and screaming. I went to Berkshire School, uh, which was a game changer. Yeah. I was like, I, I literally wanted to stay at the public school where people were like listening to Van Halen in the parking lot. My mother was like, none she of that. She was like, absolutely not. Yeah. Not, and that was a game changer. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first year I was at Berkshire School, someone came up to me and said, oh, so what are you doing for spring break? I was like, I don't know, going send to my, my house. Send to my house. <laughs> <laughs> Working at Friendly's a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I can get a couple shifts at Friendly. Yeah, like getting a paycheck. What do you mean? What are you doing? <laughs> I had no idea what this concept meant that people like... Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I felt like such a loser. I was like, you don't understand, Mom. People go places on spring break. What do like, we do? Yeah, what are we doing? She's, she's like, like not I'll a- take you to Pittsfield for the day. We'll go to lunch. Yeah, she's like, not a damn thing is what we're going to do. Yeah, I'll take you to lunch. I mean, so... It exposed me to... Uh, I think that was the, the, my taste of the big lights in big yeah. city. Because I started, a lot of the kids that went to Berkshire School lived in the city. And I started to go to the city and think, oh, my God, there is a world out there that's not Great Barrington. And um, you know, then I went to school. I went to college at Franklin and Marshall, uh, which is in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And then, My parents. Oh, my God, really? Yes. How long were you there for? Four years. I went to Franklin and Marshall. My parents live like an hour from there. No. Yeah. I didn't grow up there. And but you like know, John they- went to Villanova. Oh, really? I did not know that. Isn't that weird? That's weird that I didn't know that, actually. Yes. My best friends are still in Ardmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I came back to New York. I joined the Macy's training program, met Ralph, who was this wonderful Scottish investment banker. I remember we're on our first date. Back then, they investment bankers were everything. If yeah, yeah, that was like, banker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well what, ta- what, what time is this? We're talking like 1980. Yeah. Eight. Yeah, so like it is that's like the time when it's like investment ta- banker he, is like the shit. Yeah, he had a town car. I'll never forget it. Yeah. We got, he picked me up in one of those town cars because they all had huge, you know, expense. Like accounts. So yes. like spend money, whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget it. I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, first of all, he's a, he has a British accent. I didn't know it was Scottish because I was too un- ill-informed to yeah. distinguish the Scottish and the British. And I remember the phone rang, and he had a phone in his car in a big box. It was the size of my couch, but nonetheless, he, he, he had it a up. phone. And you it were like, like, "Oh!" Sh-. I was like, "Oh my god!" I you were like, "I'm marrying this person." This yeah, guy. like I have the to guy, marry him. I was him. like, "Oh my god, you have a phone in your car? What does that mean? Like you can call people?" Wait, so you were okay? So you were at the Macy's training program, which yes. is like what you were like training to be a, a buyer. buyer for Macy's. Yes, and then I well, actually, by the time I met Ralph, I'd left that program and I went and worked for, which was a huge thing at the time. Liz Claiborne. Shut the fuck up. 
That's amazing. My mom still to this day, they barely Liz. even make it. She like her cologne or her perfume, I guess, is still that Liz Claiborne. That's like the red triangle. Like for a long oh, time, it was like, yeah. and that's like her. And like when I smell that that perfume, I think of my mother. Like, I, oh my god, can I tell you if you could? Liz Claiborne yeah, was like, it was like the, the shit. Yeah, it was like the top of the there top. Was like Ann Taylor, and then Liz Claiborne. Claiborne. Yeah. <laughs> No, still to this, like, like maybe not anymore because I don't know if they even sell it anymore. But like for a while, like up until very recently, we would buy my mother that that perfume because she was like, I've worn this my entire life. Like, I can't change it now. And it had a very distinct smell. I could. I could be too. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I remember. Remember, there was just such iconic labels back then. Lacoste. Yeah. What was all about labels? That was the thing is that we it was we were very brand loyal then. And that was like Levi's. Yeah. Lacoste. Um, members only jackets. Uh, you know, I had all that good stuff. Yeah. But anyway, so you start I went. I, I, this guy. I went. The, I, then I went to this guy. When at the time I had a very good job. I think I was making like thirty-two thousand dollars a year, which at the time was a lot, a of, money. lot of money. Yeah. And I had a clothing allowance because I worked yeah. in the showrooms. And I met Ralph at a wedding. His best friend married one of my best friends, and. We started dating. Yeah, typical story, yeah, right? A yeah. year and a half later, got engaged, got engaged, and then got married, and then I moved to Hong Kong. I he moved was to Singapore first, and then Hong Kong, and I remember landing in Singapore thinking, I, I've died and gone to hell, because literally there were no cell phones, yeah, no yeah. internet, and my mother wouldn't even accept my calls because it was too expensive. What, was this she y- just, what year was it? Oh, my God. When did you get married? 1991. I was very young. Yeah. And I would tell you, my mother would just yell on the phone, I'm okay, and hang up so she yeah, wouldn't accept she, the charges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're like literally on the other side of the world. Why did you, you guys move there? Because he, he because got a job there? Because at that time, banking, investment banking was going all around the, the world, literally all around the world. Lehman Brothers was opening up offices. All over the place. So they would choose certain guys to open up the offices. And his brother went to Hong Kong. We started off in Singapore. We, then we went to Hong Kong, which was like living in colonial it, it was yeah, like, like it was disgusting at the time. Yeah, right? well, no, it wasn't. What it was is like you could, people were like 26 years old wearing Chanel jackets with five servants because everything was so cheap. Oh, God. It, it was under patent. So they were living like, you know, they had someone to do your hair and someone to cook and someone to, it was just obscene. Um, and then we land, we ended up in London. And I lived there for, oh my God, nine years. Had Hannah there. Um, and I loved it. I really thought I was British because because I was married to a British man. Yeah, you were like I'm British. Yes, and yeah. it wasn't. I mean, I didn't take out on an accent like Dorit, but that's okay. Yeah. I, I'm obsessed with it. I could have taken on an accent no. though. Her I was so, very I good. Do, I can do like a really good Dorit, and it's like she's oh god, she did a great job this she season. Did. I won't say she I love earned, her. She earned yeah. that spot. Well, and she they gave her a lot of grief. Yeah. They did, but no, she did. I mean, this season was pretty great. It was a great season. It's been, it, but you know who I love? Who do I love on Beverly Hills? Who do you think? Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, I do love her, but... Erica Jane. <gasps> Obsessed, Obsessed with her. Obsessed with, with the pretty her. mess. I would jump in front of a bus for do her. Do you know what's... Oh, yeah, you Instagram it all the time. Yes, I, I do. I know that it's you. No, did you meet her yet? No, but she always writes a little note like, you're wonderful doing I, that. How have... She wrote to me one day, because I, I play her music on Friday mornings for the weekend. I post it. I'm like... Happy Friday! And then she's got those great that great song on, and she always posts. How could it be that we haven't met? I was like, No, exactly. Yeah, you. How like, could <laughs> it be that we haven't met? <laughs> she's my, she truly is my alter ego. You need to get become friends with her. 
Ah, oh. and then you need to take her wardrobe. Take her wardrobe, and then I need to come do interview her. You need to get her on this show. No, you need to Is, then be my backup dancer. Yeah, put you. Oh, you put you in some leather. If you call a- one person other than me. To do as soon as you do your first music video, if I am not one of your backup dancers, I will find you. Do you know what? Like, <laughs> and I was, I have to say, a phenomenal aerobics. Okay, teacher. so when did you do this? When did you do the aerobics? Stuff? I did the aerobics when I moved to London. Ralph was working like 15, 16 hours a day, and I figured out, and the aerobics was huge. In yeah, the yeah, 90s. that was the biggest Step, thing. Yeah, yeah, bands. So they didn't have it in London. So I figured out in the council flats, you could you could rent. Like there was a thing called the council flats, which was sort of subsidized living right okay. outside of London. And they all were required to have a common area, a huge space. And I figured out that you could rent the space for 20 pounds an hour. And I would get like 40, 50 people. I charged them three pounds each. And I would do two classes. How, I much, is like, had how much is like three pounds? Like what would that five be? Dollars. Five bucks. So, but you got to remember, I, and I literally was making... A four, and I had a huge bowl with pound coins. I used to pay for it in pound coins, and they wouldn't let me take it to the bank. So I used to have to – people were horrified in London by me. But I was <laughs> making a fortune <laughs> because they had never seen anything like it. Yeah, First they were like, all, what is this? And you're an American. I was like, come so on, girls. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is Bring this? it up. Bring yeah. it down. And we would take – this is a true story, everyone. In between the workout and the – Cool down. We would take a five-minute cigarette break. Welcome to the nineties. Yeah, and like London in the nineties too. <laughs> yeah, true. so you were just like smoking, like just like oh, casual cigarette. As I'm like, how was that even? Like, wouldn't you be like hacking up a lung? We like you're out of breath. Be like, everybody yeah. would run out. And they would all have a cigarette. They'd be like, all right, it's a good class you got there. <laughs> yeah, just like puffing on a cigarette, like at, in the middle of your cool oh down. Oh my god, my it was god. so good. So then I li- then Ralph and I decided to separate but i'm still very close to ralph um he's a great dad and her hand is very close to him and uh, we moved back to america because ralph actually took on a job with credit suisse over here so you all together moved back to america and then you separated no we kind of separated we made the decision in england but it was never an acrimonious situation yeah, yeah it just you know i think we got married too young it was too much pressure it was i missed home yeah you know, it's a lot. That is a lot of pressure to put, especially like, oh, let's get married and then I'm taking you out of your yes. entire life. And I only saw him. He literally worked 14, 15 hours a day. Yeah. So I, n- I didn't have any. Ralph and I never had the opportunity to be a young, fun couple. Yeah. And um, so I moved back and uh, was sort of took. I became a real estate agent. Because really? <laughs> See, you I know. didn't even know that. And I like know a lot about you. That's how and I met like, Richard. Really? I did not even know. Maybe I, I did know this. but What happened was I had to find a job that would suit Hannah's, you know, that I was a single mom that I could go pick her up. Because yeah, Hannah, yeah, I yeah. Yeah, like you weren't working in an office for like 10 hours a no. day. You didn't have to like, yeah, you could like be so schedule it around three, your child. Yeah. I could go pick her up, um, which was, ma- Hannah was, that was mandatory for Hannah. And Hannah, every, it was, it was so cute when Hannah was little. She literally would walk out, run out of school and say, Mama, as if she'd never like, as if I didn't show up five hundred thousand times before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each time she was so surprised and happy. And then one day when she went to high school, she said, "What are you doing here?" I remember that. I remember you telling me that story before. I was like, "The yeah, era like, has you, like, ended." Showed up and she was like, "Ew, go away." She whispered to her friends like I was a loser, and then walked over to me and said, "I don't get it. What are you? What are you doing here?" Have you ever seen this? Is have you ever seen Summer Heights High on HBO or Jamee Private School Girl? Have you never no. seen it? It's this comedian and th- literally the first episode of Jamee Prep School who dresses up like a little like a girl, like a school girl. 
and the mom like is driving up and he goes, Mom, I told you 310, not 307. That's <laughs> like basically not so mean, but my yes. candidate was like, Why are you and here? And it's like a light switch goes off. Yeah. Or goes on. So, um, and then I was, yeah, one day I met, I had this uh, a cold call from a girl named Karima Elbaz, and she said, I have a client, Dr. Medley, looking for a townhouse. And you and were his real estate agent. I did not even know this. We oh love God. your name. It's so interesting. We saw your profile. I worked for a very tiny firm called Mercedes Burke. Very, like, specialty. They specialized mainly in people that moved from London that kind of wanted to live that townhouse-y kind of lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I said, okay, great. Let's, I'll, I'll take him out. And he showed up, and he had, at that point, Richard had a very young girlfriend. Very young. Very young. How old are you at this time? Well, let's see. We got married in 2005, and I met him in 2003. So, and I was born in 1964, so I was almost 30. I'm okay. 40, 40, yeah, almost yeah, yeah. 40. And, I, and Richard was about, Richard was older than me. Richard was like 13 years older than me. And his girlfriend was like 26. 25, 26. Yeah, like my age right now. Yeah, and yeah. I thought to myself, oh, that's another one of those. Yeah, yeah, one of the, yeah. You're like, ugh. You know, she was all very chuffed to be dating Dr. Medley and told me about her whole life in Washington and blah, blah, blah. And I was sort of like, and you're like this bitch. I'm from London. Yeah, I like, mean, I'm, don't talk to me, okay? I yeah. know the world. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I lived in Singapore, bitch. Okay. Yeah, like, don't talk to me about Washington. What is there there beside the White House? Yeah, like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a Buckingham Palace, bitch, okay? Yeah. <laughs> So then he went to see his house. To, I showed him about 10 townhouses. Then I didn't hear from him for like two months. And I got a call one day, and they said, Mr. Medley is still interested in moving into a townhouse. I said, okay. I was wondering where he went. I met him. No, no girlfriend. And he said. No uh, girlfriend at all? No. Because of you? I don't know. I never actually You never him. know? So I got him his townhouse, and again, no big deal. Got a nice commission. Yeah, getting that so money. Get that paper. Yeah, Ran get that to paper. La Bouton immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never yeah, forget what I bought. All of it, yeah. I bought a white Jimmy Choo bag, which was very in back then that I could only get via Beirut. And I bought. <laughs> I can't even deal with this. And I bought an amazing pair of thigh high La Bouton boots. I was like. Yeah, you were like, I'm killing it right now. It. Like, what's up? So about another month passed and. They got a call at Mercedes Burke, and they said, uh, Dr. Medley's on the phone. I thought, I literally put him on phone. I said, D -d -d keep it on hold. And I said to my boss, he can't take my commission back, right? Because I thought he was going. Wait, what was he doing? He, he didn't About want it anymore. About a month later, he was called like, my office. And they said, oh, Dorinda, Dr. Medley's online too. So I was like, uh, why? I mean, I've spent that commission. Yeah, like it's done. <laughs> like it's over. Oh. There's nothing to talk about. And I literally said to my boss, he he can't take my commission, right? Because like I don't have that money anymore. Oh my god, I can't even deal with you. And yeah, you're like these boots is what this is the commission I'm wearing them this right now. This is what you get. This is the commission. If you want to see yeah. a commission? I'll meet you Thursday night at ten o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he gets on and he he asked me out for a date. He called your office and was like, "Is Dorinda Medley there?" And yeah. then he's like, "Will you? Do you want to go on a date with?" Yes. What did he say? He, he said, was like, "Do you want to go to? to I don't know if you know this, but tonight is the opening of Time Warner." And I would love to take you. I said, I don't, I have a, you know, I have a daughter. I can't just be going out with someone last man. Who the hell do you, do you know? I, I, had, I, I was actually already going to an event with someone else and I ran into him there. <laughs> it's true. No, I you didn't. Yes, I did. 
Wait, you were already going to the event. And I made a big hoopla. And you were like, oh my God, I was how like, dare I you? I don't know who you think you are, but Mr. Medley, I have a daughter. I just can't oh. be gallivanting around New York City and then at a whim. <laughs> you're like in a fucking gown. Meanwhile, I'm like, blow drying my hair and putting yeah, like, false ass. You're like doing your eye makeup and you're like, I can't just be like going out with strange men that I don't even know. Oh my God. Because I thought it was such a big event. Yeah, you're like, yeah. What would be you're the like, fuck it. Yeah, I, whatever. Yeah. Do you know he tapped me on the shoulder? He said, oh. He said, oh, I thought you had I a thought, daughter. I thought he said to me, oh, I see you got a babysitter. I was like, well, it was the point. <laughs> and hence, we got married two years later. So then you went on, like, so you went, then went on a date with him because it was like, oh my God, I have, Well, like, then he, you know, he was just so persistent, Richard. He was unlike, any, you know, anyone I'd ever dated. He was so persistent and he was very, Richard was a very funny mix of incredibly, uh, you know, he worked for George Soros and stuff. He was a big very much involved in politics. He had that whole Ohio kind of aura going on, but he had a very clever, mischievous personality. So he literally, one one week after this whole thing at Time Warner, he, saw, he sent me flowers every <coughs> single day. And I'm not talking about flowers like flowers, like I could barely get them through the door flowers. Embarrassing like big, flowers. Like embarrassing yeah. flowers. Every single day. Yeah, until I went out with him. Did he, did you, when you first met him, like with this 26-year-old bitch, like floozy. I thought, yuck. Were you like, did you like even, well, were you like, oh. Here's the thing, she wasn't. She was this very well-heeled, super educated Washington girl that worked for the World Bank. She was 26 going up, like she was older than me. I'm literally in a mini dress with like, you know, high heel shoes yeah, on. Was, okay. And she was like very conservative. Like, Got it. You know. She was one of these very well-read, well-educated Wash- Wash- Washingtonians, you know, yeah. that type of But did she, but I'm saying, like, when he shows up with this girlfriend whenever you're first, like, meeting him, like, are you at all thinking, like, oh, I like, he's, like, cute, or are you just, like, whatever, like, this is a client? Yeah, I just think he's a client, because I wasn't in that mindset, you know? I was yeah, so, were, yeah. I was so, I was so sort of, like, trying to juggle raising Hannah, working, there just wasn't yeah, a lot of time. you were, like, time. trying to get that money. You were, yeah. like, I'm trying to I sell mean, you this house. Yeah. I, someone said, the, and that's what I often say about my relationship with Ramona versus Sonia's relationship with Ramona. I knew Ramona from school, so I yeah. was a mom. Yeah, when did you meet When did you meet Ramona? Ramona's one of the first people I met at Hannah's school at Sacred Heart. Got it. She was one of the first. I ran up to her and said, I love your jacket. And she said, thank you. And here we are, 15, 18 years that's later. That's insane. Yeah. I always liked her because she was very strong. She was she, because I'd lived in London for so many years. I always dressed to go to school, like you know, yeah, women you that would like show up in your sweatpants. Yeah, that's no. disgusting. Yeah, and no. nor did Ramona. So I thought, ooh, there's a fellow. Yeah, all right. Of the same mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We're not slobs. We dress when we drop our children off. So, um, so I really between like getting hand up at six, making the beds, going, dropping off at school, going to work. Picking up a three, doing our homework, making our dinner. Yeah, like you're working. There, you're, what, there was, yeah, there was no time, time yeah. to be worried about men. No. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm very strict about that with no. Hannah. I was very strict about that. Yeah. Um, so it was a slow, you know, Richard, the thing that was I really, that I loved about Richard, I think, that I finally gave it to, he just loved me so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? He definitely, and I, I, my mother said to me at one point, you know, maybe it's not so bad for to have, this a man love you a little bit more than you love him, but then over time I loved him even more. You know, yeah. it turned. Oh, I mean, like even still today when you talk about it, like you, yeah. it's very obvious that you were like. I mean, he's like the love of your life. I'll show you something that's very. Int- okay, I can't do that. Can I leave my, my podcast thing for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, hold this. I'll be right okay. back. Hold. Okay, sure. It's fine. It's fine. Just go. <laughs> Oh my god! 
Oh my god. Okay, so these are photos. This is a photo of Dorinda and Richard kissing. That's my engagement. Look party. at your beautiful necklace. She has this choker necklace she that has like hang downs. Oh my god, this is beautiful. This is so cute. Look how little Hannah. Oh my god, look <laughs> at you in this picture. <laughs> I look. I'm I a grown to, up. I need to like take photos of this so I can post it somewhere. Oh my god, I can't even deal with this. Look I'm at like Hannah. A, I'm more grown up then. That's she, like a Hillary Clinton. This is you and Hannah. Oh my god, at, Hannah at looks so young. That's my wedding day. Look at him. Look at your dress. Yeah, the dress was beautiful. Oh, my Randy God. Randy Rom. Can you believe the, the person? So Randy says to me at Luann's fitting, where do we know each other? I'm like, I really? have no idea. She's like, me neither. I'm like, but we know each other. I'm laying in bed one night. I'm like, she designed my, my wedding, wedding dress. <laughs> oh, my God. That was That's your wedding. wedding? Yes. Oh, my and God. Shut the fuck up. So we shut it so it looked like you were in an aquarium the whole time. This is insane. It was a wedding based I on I mean, water. it looks like, I mean, it looks like there's like a bamboo forest in every centerpiece. This isn't is like it cool ridiculous. That, isn't <gasps> okay, we have to, I, this is not good for the, <laughs> this is not very visual for you guys, but oh my God, I need to look at these whenever no, we're done. I want to show you one like, that's very cool. Okay, go show ahead. me one. That you'll love. This is the one that I think is the kicker. Oh my God, it's Dorinda <laughs> and Richard and Hillary Clinton. Was she at your wedding? No, she was at the townhouse, so I did a fundraiser. Oh, got it. She's Look at her how house. young she looks. Oh, my God. Her and Hannah just chilling. Hillary. Look how young Hannah is. I know. Oh, my God. So funny. So I had a really yeah. wonderful life with Richard. Very, you know, he had a passion for politics, a passion for geopolitics. Um, they used to call him the magic eight ball. He, could, he was one of the first person that re- people that figured out how to take political information and translate it into the hedge fund world. Yeah. So he was an advisor to a lot of very interesting people. And I really took on that role. I loved being Mrs. Medley. I love the whole thing. You still do. Yeah. You still do. True. No, you still do. And that's not like that's a sincere thing. Yeah. Like you still do. Like you speak nothing but fondly of him and yes. it's yeah. Yeah. And it was good. And if he had lived, you know, it would have still been good. Yeah. You know? Um but uh yeah, you know, we had a really wonderful life in New York and and then what happened was is after Richard passed, you know. So wait, really oh, quickly, very quickly ahead. for people that have not watched the show. So Richard then gets cancer, correct? Yeah, Richard gets sick. He gets very sick. He's, he, luckily, it kind of all happened very fast. Very fast. Which That's is a blessing grand... because it yeah. wasn't supposed to happen very fast. They, they said it could have gone on forever. And I think, you know, but Richard had such a... If Richard weren't living joyfully, he wasn't living. I swear yeah. to God, I believe he willed himself to die. The minute it's, they started talking about um, hospice and rehabilitation, he was, he was like, like I'm, out. No, I'm out. I'm out. I'm yeah, out. We no. ain't doing He's yeah. like, we can talk about this yeah, no, all no, day no. long. I, feel, I ain't going, honey. I understand that completely. Yeah. yeah and no. he's like, like, I'm two over. days later, oh, he my dies. Mom, my mom is like, literally, like, she's like, just kill me. Like, yeah. like, whatever you have to do, like, I'm done. Like, I don't know. He was like, the minute yeah. I see anything like a diaper stuff, we're out of yeah, here. We're not going there. And I remember you told me, I don't know if this is, if you don't want to talk about this, okay, tell me. Fine, but tell you. Y- you told me a story where you basically, like, you were sick. Like, you were sick when he was sick. and you were, I like, was. You were in bed and you couldn't get out of bed either. And your mother eventually went on into his room and said, like, listen, either you have to go or she's going well, to. Well, what happened was, is she, my mom said one day someone's got, I mean, I stopped, for, I forgot how to swallow. Yeah. Like I was so nerved or, up. Yeah. I was, like, down to, like, 102. In the same way. I was, yeah, I was spending yeah. 12 I hours a, a day. If I'm, like, upset, I won't eat a single thing. 
every day was the day I was going to die. Every night I didn't sleep. I was just a nervous wreck. And my mother was like, something's got to happen here. Because yeah. if you don't die, she, someone's going to be in trouble here. But I'll tell you one of the nicest things that Richard did say, and I think I did say this on the show. About two days before he died, he, he got very pensive. He got very awake and very lucid. And I thought, oh. My goodness, maybe we've had yeah, a change. But of that's like what happens is yes. that they get very good before they go. I was like, oh my God, maybe. It's know. time. And I used to wrap rosary beads around his toes before I left at you night. T- I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. said, I don't want you to wrap those damn rosary beads around my toes anymore. I, I'm done. And he said, but I want you to listen to me. We took, we signed a contract. So Richard to poor, so sickness and in health, till death to his part, our contract's ending. I don't want you to be one of these people that mourns, and you've done all your mourning here. So when I'm done, you're done. Yeah. And it was such a, I thought to myself, everybody should release a person like that because, you know, it is done. But a lot of it allowed yeah. me to move on, and I don't. Yeah, then know. like your life is gonna go on after this is over, and yeah. his is not. And no one's. He's not gonna be angry. He's not gonna. My mother's like angry. That with angry. He's happy now. He's not of this world anymore. He's in a different place. Yeah. So after that happened, and he passed, Ramona was a very good friend to me. And I know people can never understand. You know, Ramona and I have our fights, and we have our things, and Ramona has her things. But boy, she was loyal to me. No, you have to. Listen, someone could drive me, she some of my best friends me. drive me up a fucking wall, mm-hmm. and I want to murder them every day, but I would literally, like, do anything that they ever asked of me, because, yeah. yeah. She called me November 16th, and she said, um, you ha- it was right her birthday, or maybe, let me think, she, she called me, like, two weeks after Richard died and said, uh, you have to come to lunch, you have to come to my birthday lunch, I'm sorry, I don't care if you come for 10 minutes, you are getting out of bed, yeah. you are putting on some makeup, and you're coming. And I went for 10 minutes, and I remember it was one of the first times I actually laughed. Yeah. And I'd forgotten what that feeling was like. I wasn't, I was like, wow. I remember nothing fit. And I thought, you know, Ramona, so that's the thing. I will always have a place in my heart for Ramona because she didn't forget me, and a lot of people did. A lot of people did. All these so-called friends and things weren't around. Um, And then soon after that, you know, it was very funny Soon after that, I, I, I mean, I met John that following spring because John actually knew Richard. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. You've told me that before. Yeah. Did not well. We filmed, we, yeah. John used to sit, at, Richard used to wait for me on Wednesday nights at the core club to have drinks. We used to have a date every Wednesday night and it would start at the core club. It's like this private club in Midtown. And I was either running late and John would always sit with him with some sort of, bimbo that he was dating at the yeah. time and I was such a bit of a snob when I was Mrs. Medley I have to say that I'm ashamed of myself to say it but That's I take okay. it on no, the role no but it's good that you're saying it I take it on the role yeah, you like, know who's this slut that you're with <laughs> so I'd come in and then Richard would be like you know John he's a great guy I'm like hello Oh, yes. Richard, we we're late for our dinner reservation. Oh, my God. Oh, this is, you know, Natalia, Gisalia, Babalia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every name, you know. And I was like, kiss the ring. Yeah, no, <laughs> I wasn't. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were like, I'm too good for you. Like, I'm, I wasn't even too good. No. I just was in such a grown-up world yeah. that I I didn't understand well, it. Also, no, but it, I, it's understandable because it's you can see, like, if I was married and and it was like some guy was just like, oh, uh, here's like my flavor of the every, week. Every week like, it was someone new. Week, it's like, I'd be like, okay, like fucking hi. They're like, like, oh my God, hello. Yeah, and, and I'm like, like, I don't oh, really want to. Mean, it's all good to very much. Oh, my God. I was like, I don't yeah. understand like, I don't what you're to get saying. To know you that well because you're not going to be here next week whenever I come here. Hey, but that's how I really knew. Yeah. And I remember, I remember going, John. This is a true story. John remembers it. What I, 
at one point, John, uh, Richard said, I have to run to the bathroom, um, and I'll be right out there. And we'll leave. And he, had, he wasn't with this girl that night. And I was standing there, and I felt no need to make conversation. <laughs> I just stood there and stared at the wall. He said, you don't really like me, do you? I'm like, no, I think you're perfectly fine. I just, I don't understand these tramps that you date. <laughs> so, yeah, you're like, so I, I don't, don't want you to be offended that I don't talk to him. I just don't have any. Like, I don't care I about have that. No yeah, touch no touch point. And it, no, and we're nice people, but like, <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm just like, I, oh, hi. Yeah. Like, I have nothing to say to you. Yeah. So, you know, that's how. So when Rick, when John actually saw me, like in the springtime, he was like, oh, my God, where's my friend Richard? I haven't seen him for ages. He I miss know. him so much. Know. No, because they weren't that close. It was yeah. someone that, you know, yeah, he I said, saw. well, I miss him so much, too. He died. I thought, like, John started crying. He's like, what do you mean? I said, yeah, he died. Because yeah. I was very quiet when Richard got sick. Yeah. I didn't say anything. No, it's hard. And, like, yeah. And we're, you're out now going person on the same way. And it's like, it, when things like that happen, you get quiet. Very quiet. Yeah. You get quiet because you, know. you can't want to, you don't want to talk about no. it. No. Why? Well, I, I didn't want to have Richard be exposed in that way. I wanted to protect him as much as I could. Yeah. You know, to make it our journey and not, you know. He was a very proud man, and I didn't want people saying, oh, can I go visit him in the hospital? Can I go this? I just It just wasn't necessary. I wanted to keep it very tight and very just about our family. It's a really weird thing, Chris. I had a moment where I realized next year I will have been dating John as long as I was married to Richard. Shut the fuck up. That's yeah. scary. I mean, that's good. It's scary. It just went so fast. Yeah. It's a couple things. A, I've been a what you know, a daughter, a, a wife, uh, a single mom, an, a wife again, a mother, you know, a widow. I've been living with people, for people, and I'm much when I I'm involved in that kind of relationship. I really give it my all for 23 years, and I just wanted Hannah to move out and just spend some time on my own. Like I really enjoy myself. It's a and I'm not and I'm not a generally yeah. a lonely person. I've never been a needy person, and I've never been a big dater. Yeah, like I remember every time I broke up with a guy, I wouldn't date again for like. Yeah, you were like six I need months. To, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I just was never a great dater. Yeah, I've always been about my girlfriends, keep it going. But the great thing about John is that I, I works for me is because he's been single for fifty one years and because he has no children and he's never been married he's been doing this he's yeah, okay like, on his own no yeah it's not he like he's going home to, tonight yeah. saying no. I'm lonely why can't I sleep over you know what that's I mean? what I'm saying is that like he's not needy like you guys have your time together and then you're like oh I'm gonna go home and like not be with you yeah like, I'm gonna sleep in my bed tonight because I want to get a good night's sleep and I'm not you're not gonna be there and he's like all right good night like let me drive me, you home no, baby. I'll drive you home and like here that's you go it. and it's great and he's, I'm like that's great he said just now he said oh babe I'm gonna get a good night's sleep I'm gonna get up early and you know what. On Friday, let's just, you know, we'll spend the weekend together, blah, 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 blah. Perfect. It's really funny how humans are. You know, when <laughs> I'm going to tell this story, and if Hannah ever hears it, she'll kill me. So I would, when John and I, when Hannah was living here, I'd be like, oh, Hannah, I'm just going to sneak down to CVS for an hour, and I would literally sneak over to Long Island City, see John, and come back. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I'm like the child. She's like, really, Mom? You at CVS for two hours? Yeah, and your no, shirt's you on inside Where out. Where were you? <laughs> and your yeah. shirt's on inside out. Oh, my God. So now that you can come over whenever. Yeah, but she's old. Like, what? why did you have to sneak out? You just just cause. Because I'm mom. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. mom. Okay? Do you ever want to? A child's duty is to torture their parents. Yes. Yes. It's literally, this is human nature. When all the mystery is gone from it. Hey, John, you want to come over tonight? I don't know. Do you want me to come over tonight? 
Well, it's okay if you don't. Should we just leave it until the weekend? All right, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> yeah, but that like that right there is wa- like there we go. There we go. No? No, no, I don't do that. In fact, I never moved in with Richard Medley until I was married. Really? I never, Hannah never woke up with Richard Medley until we were married. And you can ask Hannah Lynch that. I will. Ask and they, and And like, and the other thing too is I feel like John is a very independent person in himself. Very. You know what I mean? Like he's not like a clinger honor at all. So it's, 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 I feel like it works so well because you are both very independent people, which is amazing and like such a goal of mine also. And I'm a good, I hope I'm a good judge of character. The thing that I loved about John when I met him, he wakes up happy every day. You know, the guy's happy every day. He really enjoys life. He enjoys, and I like, I like what he liked the other night. He's like, I'm just out with my, he has like a group of bro friends. Like, you know, he really still hangs out with his guy friends, like that old school yeah. Queens where, the, you know, they go out. I don't know where they go, and I don't want to really ask where they go. I'm sure yeah. it involves a uh, a nipple or two, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And he's kind. I see the way, you know, the thing that really impressed me about John is I watched him in his factory, how he treats his employees and how he treats people. And, like, listen, he's had people in his his office that have worked for the company for Forever. 30 years and the children and the grandchildren mm-hmm. i mean he gives everybody a job so it's a very you know this is his family and i think it says a lot about a person that you know one night this is a true story i won't give names he gets up at two his phone's going off at two in the morning he's like okay bro i got you i got your back i got your back bro and he went and put up the bail money to take get one of his steamers out fuck up i said you know what john there's not many people that would, would do that. get up yeah. as an employer and get up and bail someone out. And he's on the phone with the wife, who's like this Dominican woman having a fit at three in the morning. Sorry about that, you guys. No, 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 you're fine. Um, so, you know, that tells me a lot about a person that does the right thing when no one's looking. So how did fame... Like, you had kind of, like, overnight fame in reality. You were what we were begging for for a long time on the show. That's so nice. And it's No, but you were, and I told you this. Like, you were, like, a breath of fresh air as a, like, it was, like, you were, like, old school New York. It was time. It was perfect. The timing was good. You were good. And it was great. Thank you. And, like, you, I remember you told me that... Andy told you, like, are you ready for your whole life to change? Like, it was, like, the yeah. day before, like, yes. before, like, the it aired, right? Oh, my God. That's right. At the, do you remember at the, that? At the first, yes, I do. And I thought to myself, uh, oh, my God, what have I done? What have I done? Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I swear to God, this is so true. Most people go into reality and they say, reality TV ruined my life. Reality TV saved my life. Yeah. I, I mean it. It saved my life. It introduced me to a whole different group of people it got me out there it distracted me it's an incredible experience and it gives you incredible opportunities and i want to say it it's fun to be recognized it's fun it's fun to have people say i like tonight was in i was at this restaurant just that's why i was late and this woman was like oh my god oh my god i love you you're my favorite you're my favorite my mother died like years ago watching your scene just helped me so much i'm like well that makes me feel good and listen you have the haters but you have haters in real life. You're like, I have the haters, and like, I'm not famous. Like, I'm not famous. And who cares? Yeah. You know, I keep, I try to keep it real. Um, I'm not looking to be loved by everybody. And how does fame change your life? You definitely get better tables. You yeah. You get better discounts. Okay, give me an you example. You get a lot of free get, shit. Yeah, you get a lot of free shit. I know you do. 
No, I finally was like, when it, when it first started, I was like, oh, I've got packages. Oh, I've got this. Now I'm like, oh, please, 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 please. Peter, tell me we have no more packages. My my house was becoming a store. Yeah. Because people don't send you one thing. Like I had Too Faced send me their whole entire collection, like 400 pieces of makeup. Ness sends me 300 candles at a point. I live yeah. in a two-bedroom apartment. I remember you had you, you Instagram the other day. Like you're like, can you thing, imagine? Did you see candles. that? Yes. Can you imagine? It was like a whole thing you were doing it right now. I could open the- a store. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and all of a sudden you realize, like, the effect that fame has on people. Like, people really think, because of the nature of our show, they really think they know you. So, yeah, no. Does it change your life day to day? No, because I think the person I am on TV is who I am in real life. And I like people, so if people want to stop and talk to me. I love to talk to people. Hannah said to me the other you day. Do, no, you do. You're like me. We'll, we'll talk to anyone. I like, lo- you know, yeah. Hannah and I got off the subway the other day at 86th Street. She said, Mom, I'm just going to literally run ahead of you because I cannot stand. I live one block away. I cannot stand that walk from 86th to 87th where you feel the need to stop and talk to every, every person vendor. that you see. She's like, I don't have that extra hour in my life. So, like, is what? So, you were saying, you were saying, like, you. When the cameras go down, like when the show's over, you just go back to your old life and you just keep living your life. ASAP. I don't, it's really, I just go right back. I don't, there's no transition for me. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, I, really there isn't. It's not a vocation for me. Like what you guys see is really what my life is. I mean, I am, I think as quirky and nutty in real life as I am on TV. Yeah, that's why we everyone loves you is because you are quirky and nutty, <laughs> and that's like what we needed. We need, like, you know what I mean? That it and is. I have no shame. And I've in told my you game. that before. Yeah. You know, I have no shame in my game. I own it. I'm a very linear thinker. Yeah, you know, I think after Richard passed, and hate to keep bringing him up, but it really taught me just you can't linger on bullshit. Yeah, no. It really is true. Like when it's over, it's over. Nothing matters. Like I was, I was going. Th- okay, this is a bit of a morbid story, but I was going. I'm fascinated with graveyards. Is that so weird? No, people are. I am. Like, people I just are. Went to no, the that's one not in, that weird. I just went to the one in Brooklyn and saw Basquiat's. Yeah, oh. I filmed a. I filmed oh. for a show that I was working on. I filmed in a graveyard. We filmed from like five p.m. to like literally four in the morning in a graveyard by ourselves. Did you feel it anything? It was terrifying. It was so interesting and cool, and it's like an experience I'll always remember. But I think you do feel energy. In oh, absolutely! And it was a gorgeous, beautiful graveyard with like these like. Beautiful, like old. Like when I say old, I mean old. Like Where was old, it? Like it was in Brooklyn. Yeah, the ones in Brooklyn. It was are like great. gorgeous. Well, oh the one in, there's one in Brooklyn. You probably went to the one. Almost looks like the Parisian one. They had the big statues. Is that the one you went to? It might have been. No. So I was I was taking my friend Mona the other day through one of the oldest graveyards in New England. I you know because uh, Great Barrington was settled in like 1780. Yeah, like really early. So you're looking. I said, don't you find it fascinating? People lived to like 85 in the Berkshires, which was unheard of in the yeah, that 18th doesn't century. Make any sense. Yeah, and people had names like Increase Summons. That's a Puritan name. That's a Puritan name. Yes. Yeah, it is. Domain Humpton. Those are good New England names. I oh, like my God. So I, I, I love that whole thing. You know, I love the history of that whole thing and, and just, uh, you know, walking through it and seeing New England's the most fascinating place, period. I don't yeah. even know where I was going with that story, but I had to divert to a different place. No, I mean, it's you love the Berkshires. Love it. Yeah. Um, so 
I want to talk. So fame, like other than other than when you're on the show, other than getting recognized, like nothing else has changed. My mom is is more popular at the uh, big that, Y. That's good. That's good. <laughs> My father is the biggest shit at his poker game. Yeah. Um, Hannah's Instagram followers have gone up. Yeah, they have. Okay. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think it's just, um, I think I realize I have a power to affect change. Yeah. You, you, like, you really, people really listen to you. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary with it's, the influence It's TV have. magic. It's TV magic. But, you know, I don't think, I, I mean, one thing I have to say about our show, I was saying this the other day. Okay, you're probably, probably getting a lot of shit about this, so have at it, at Dorinda Medley, so bring it on. I actually think the Housewives of New York are quite intelligent. No, I think they are. Listen, A lot of the reality stars, like, literally you meet them, you're like, I don't know how you are on TV. Like, off camera, these girls are actually quite successful movers and shakers. I mean, we all, like, we yeah. live these crazy yeah. lives. And a lot of us have come from nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, there, we, there's no real heiresses on the show. No. We built it. We made it happen. Maybe some on their back more than others, but nonetheless. <laughs> you never fail to give yourself a tagline every season. And <laughs> you, it was, what am I going to do, do next I year? Just do, I don't know. You'll figure it. Something will happen. I hope so. I mean, last year I made it nice, went a long way. Yeah. And then, yeah. It did make it. Yeah. Okay, she got some questions. Have, okay, me. so questions. So this is okay. So this is going to be our last thing. So I put up on Instagram that I was going to be talking to you, and so Thank some you. people commented. Okay, so nothing mean. I hope nothing mean. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, one question came from. Oh, so my friend Jacqueline Lobel asked, "Who cut your hair?" Oh my God, a great guy, Darren Mystery. He's fantastic. He comes to my house. He used to work at John Barrett. Now he's at a little salon downtown. More than happy to give you the number. He's amazing. Yeah. He comes here? He comes here. Um, I'm, I'm a lazy bitch. Yeah, that's fine. No, you don't need to. No, it, you're fine. Um, I don't want to have wet hair in the public my now friend, that I'm famous. No, no, no I'm kidding. you can't do that. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, my friend Marilyn Mitchell, who is a hairstylist that's done like a, a pr- she's pretty big. She asked, "Can I do your hair?" I would love that. My friend Amy asked, "Does she like karaoke? And is she available Saturday night? We're going out. For okay, kar- we're I going out karaoke. for karaoke on Saturday night. Do you think you even need to ask that question? No, like if you want to come, like I'll text you the information. As long as they play." Last dance. We, we request Last it. Dance we can request for it. Love. We'll request it. Saturday, it took Saturday night. If I'm here Saturday night, we're so coming. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about canceling going up to the Berkshire. So maybe I will come. Let me know. I'll be with my friend Ronnie. Text me. Come. Come. Um, my friend Morena, who you interviewed you at the season eight premiere, she writes for Bustle. Do oh, you remember yes, that? I love her. Yes. She asked if you could be on any other Real Housewives show, which one would it be? Beverly Hills. I knew you were going to fucking say that. And I think I'd fit in beautifully. I think you'd fit in well. And maybe New Jersey. New Jersey? I mean, spice it up on New Jersey, honestly. They need some new They need some new uh, meat yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, who else? I'm a big crossover housewife. Like, I know a lot of the housewives from 
other shows. I like doing that crossover. Yeah. I know. That's nice, though, because you have a shared experience. Yes. Well, also, too, but it was really funny when I met all the, I, I always run into, like, Stassi and things, and the kids, mm-hmm. the, they always treat me like I'm their mom. Like, hi, Mrs. Methy. How are you? I'm oh like, God, that's amazing. Aren't we the same people? I'm like, yeah, you're like, no, you don't need to call me Mrs. Methy. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Um, My mother <gasps> asks. Hi, Mom. My mother asks. Ask her how she learned to cook and what's her favorite recipe. Well, my favorite, I learned to cook from my mother. My mother always had me watch her cook. My mother never had a recipe, but she always made us cook with her. So cooking was sort of a family experience that we learned. Um, my favorite recipe is my roast chicken, my lasagna, and my babka. I've had, I think I've eaten your, eaten your lasagna, lasagna before. Yeah, in the Berkshires. It's very good. Um, my and friend. I make the best salad dressings ever. The best salad dressing. What do you do? You know, well, I use a mixture of a base olive oil and cannoli oil. I don't just do pure. Oh, really? Yeah. Much better. Lightens it up. And then I just, I have one I really love. I put red pepper flakes, a little oregano, sea salt, um, and, and crushed garlic. And I, it's so good. I do a beautiful white sauce. Yeah. I do a scallion, apple, vinegar, lemon, sort of mm-hmm. mashed up. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm very good with dressing. That's good. I like sauces. That's a good skill, though. Yeah, I like sauces. Yeah. Um, my friend Rachel Latsko, um, she just she didn't have a question, but she said, let her know I'm still loving my coloring book. Do you remember? And we were like super early. Like yes. it was like so oh early my God, and I we went that to, and we book. went to, we went to Whole Foods and we like ate sushi. It was like nine in the morning and like we, we, me and you went to it Whole Foods. It was the beginning of that coloring book thing. Me and you went to Whole Foods and we got like sushi and we ate sushi. It was like nine in the morning and then we sat down at a table and I remember that you had said that like Richard, what, what did Richard say about loose change? Oh, my God, he just didn't believe in it. So Richard didn't believe in loose change or dollar bills. So he would dispose of them, and i collect them. So And then I would, like, and, and he, when he died, he said, so he, instead of just disposing of them, he'd, like, literally they would somehow drop like throw out of them his on, pocket. Yeah. And they'd be in the hallway, and he'd be like, I don't know what this means. Like, first of all, don't be disrespectful to money. Like, I'd walk down the black, you know my black hallway. Yeah. And he'd change. And he actually told me, whenever you see change, it's me letting you know that I'm here. And you know, to this day, I see change. We sat down. No, and we and we went to a table. We were like about to eat our sushi, yet. and we went to go sit down, and there was just like change all over the single table. So and weird. you went, look, this is Richard right here. And I you swear, told me that story. I, I swear to do you God, remember that? I sw- yes, I do. And you know, I went on the subway the other day, and there was I go to sit down, and I sit down on something. I get up, there's a stack of quarters yeah. underneath my ass. Yeah. There was like loose change all of, and it was weird because it was the only table, and it was like the only table that was open, and it was all full of loose change. I believe that. And then we went, and you bought a you bought a um, coloring book for Hannah, and I was like, I'm gonna get my friend this for her birthday, and you were like, I'll buy it for you, don't <laughs> worry. And I was like, No, you don't need to buy. And you bought me a coloring book, and I sent it to my friend, and so she oh, so she says thank you for her coloring book. Um, wait, what else is there? Okay, last question. Best advice to young girls moving to NYC starting their careers? Best advice is to, listen, don't be taken in by the alligators. There's a lot of, I think a lot of girls come here, focus on yourself. Don't, 
buy into all the bullshit. You know, don't get involved with too many men. It's not good for you. You know, keep it focused, tight, and real. Don't, 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 you know. I think it's a lot of these girls now sell themselves short. Mm-hmm. They don't believe in themselves. They think that they want to hook themselves. There's all this, these, everybody has a big story. They, they married this big man. They met the richest guy. There's not, you are your only savior. You are your only savior. You know, I would rather own $100,000 of my own money than a million of a man's. Yeah. So make you do it. You own it. And be strong. We're very powerful. We create life. You are. I can't do that. Yes, exactly. Um, I think, oh, and then <clears throat> my friend Kayla, um, who you met at the Tonight Show. <gasps> do you remember? I she asked. Her. She asked if you I if you miss go her. To the We'll go. I'll get you tickets. I'll get you tickets. She made a promise. I'll get you tickets. She loved me. Kayla loved me. Kayla loved Kayla. Yeah, she did love you. Did you see how sad they were when I was leaving? Yeah, they were really upset. I had them show more emotions. You walked in their office and you went, and I think you said, she told me that you literally walked in their office and you went, can I trust you bitches? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. We'll go. I'll get you tickets. We can go. We'll have to find like a celebrity that you really want to see. Or love like Jimmy Fallon. Somebody, yeah, you love Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, we'll go. I'll go with you. Me and you can oh, go. Come on, let's go. No, we'll go. Where? What? Um. Okay. Another question from someone at work that you made the video for. Whenever I asked you to make me a, vid- a happy birthday video. Okay. Who is your celebrity crush? What celebrity do you want to meet? Uh, I'll tell you exactly who I want to meet. George Clooney. George Clooney. Why? And his wife. Because they're absolute elegance. They figured out, you know she's going to have a boy and a girl. She's going to slap that shit out so quickly. Yeah. It's going to be perfect. They are political. They're famous. They're rich. They have great taste. They seem to be involved. They seem to be evolved. I don't know. I just think they're You're just love glamour. Them. Yeah. They're no, they old are. You're school right. glamour. We don't have that. No. I think that couple, I'd want to meet them She's both. a boss. Yeah. Yeah. Like She's you fun. don't look at them and think, oh, George Clooney married a girl that's like a such fawning over. No, I think she runs the roost. Yeah, there. she. Yeah, I think she does too. That girl's a really huge lawyer. I think she's the for first. Rights. I think she's the first woman to like check him. Yeah, and I think she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's like a princess. She's gorgeous. Yeah, beyond. And he's like the most beautiful person in the world, and I she's just like like him. Yeah, I think she's he's, like. I think he's a fun guy to she's hang out with. Gorgeous. Yeah. That's that's a good answer. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts? Oh, my God. Well, just keep watching the show. It's going to get a little bit more tumultuous. It always, as it delivers. always does. It always delivers. My whole thing with Sonia is not over yet, but um, it is what it is. And um, yeah, just keep watching. Buckle your seatbelts, as they say. Yeah. Thank I'm you happy for yeah. having me. I know. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story. I Anytime. Yeah. I love you, Chris. Thank you so Anything much. For I love you, you so much, Dorinda. <laughs> yeah. Um, now we're going to have a tequila shot. Yeah, we are. Um, where can people find you online? Obviously, at Dorinda Medley, at correct? Dorinda, I don't have a website yet. I'm doing all that right now. So just at Dorinda Medley, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah. Or just call me on my cell phone, 917. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you guys want to be on the show, um, please send me an email. It's Chris at loud and Um, you can find me at the Krista Rosa or at loud and curious. And again, Dorinda, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you Good for night, being a everyone. friend. Cheers. Cheers. One more cheers before we oh, go. Oh, one more cheers. Ding. Rosé all day. Yes. And we, and to the ladies who lunch, right? Yeah. Here's to the ladies <laughs> who lunch. All right. Thanks so much. Bye.
This episode of Loud and Curious was produced by me, Krista Rosa. My cover art photo and all the photos on my website were taken by Alyssa Timoteo. Cover art graphics and photo editing by Chris Moore. The boys from Remember Jones wrote and performed my theme music. Like them on Facebook and Instagram at Remember Jones. Next time on Loud and Curious. I realized uh, that I had to make a very conscious choice that I wasn't just going to take jobs because they were there, but I was going to go after the jobs that I wanted. And I had to figure out what those were. And I love making travel shows. I love exploring the world and teaching people about it. And I love making people laugh. Um, so it was after the world recession of uh, 2008 and 2009. I couldn't get a job. You know, the industry changed dramatically. Yeah. I had one credit producing an international travel show. I thought that meant something. Everybody else disagreed. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I literally went back to like PAing yeah. um, for almost a year and collecting unemployment. And it was that year that I had to go through that reflective process. What do I actually want to do? And comedy was very high on that list. Uh, so 2010, my plan was I either get a job in travel, I get a job in comedy, 